You have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. Okay. I mean, okay. I'll explain my opposition to Trump. Oh, my gosh, the reaction. Not all bad, by the way. Some were, some agreed. Senator Mark Warner is going to fix breakfast biscuits. And Joe Biden calls us semi-fascist. That, this party is something else, I must say. And Richmond Public Schools are failing You won't believe their reaction. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the founding fathers intended, my name is Scott Lee of the Lee Brothers. Richard Lee is my co-host, my friend and my brother. Not here this week. So it's the one-headed talk show. Missing Richard. Uh, prayers for him. You can send him an email, Richard at the Leebrothers.com, Richard at the Leebrothers.com. If you want an update on him, send him one. He'll send you that email. He'll he'll gladly update you. Uh, I tell you what, if we had we need three hours. The this the amount of things that are happening in our country and in the Commonwealth of Virginia and across uh, across your neighborhood are uh, are too many to keep up with. And, and I'm going to try to jam it all in here in the coming uh, two hours. So stay tuned. Full wrap-up of, uh, of the week right here. Trump, uh, I, last week I, I don't know, maybe I, I, I don't want to say I put my foot in it, but I said what was on my mind. I said how I felt. And the people who are with me became my enemy overnight. I don't understand. So I don't want Trump to run as president. And, man, you wouldn't believe the backlash. It's... um. I guess hell have no fury if you disagree with some people. But look, it's not, and, and some of these, I must remind you, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. All right, well, that I, I promise you to get to before this hour is wrapped up. Uh, Mark Warner, the senator, the United States senator from uh, uh, Virginia, who is in the federal government, is worried about biscuits for breakfast in a school on the western part of Virginia. This guy is... He's unbelievable. What's next with with Mark Warner, a guy who believes, I guess, the private market? It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. work. We, we can't trust breakfast biscuits to anybody except the federal government now. Apparently, we'll talk about that. My daughter will be here uh, in about uh, I, she, in about ten minutes or so. She said she'd be here at uh, just about uh, ten or so after the hour. She wants to tell me what happened the first week in school. I can't wait to hear it. And of course, uh, next hour. I want to cover this student loan thing. It is not what you think it is. It's not just about bailing out. It's this whole thing is a much larger picture. I'm going to have a slightly, slightly different take on it. I can't wait to tell you about it next hour. So stay tuned for for that. Uh, There can't be a better example of the travesty, of the train wreck, of mass proportions our public schools are in than the Richmond public schools. They're horrific. But see, 
the reason they're horrific is because nobody has a choice. The reason you don't hear the term failing grocery store is because you're not told by government you can only go to this grocery store in your district. But when you're told to only do one thing by the government, you can only use this mail, the U.S. Postal Service sucks. If you're told you can only go to this school, that school can suck out loud as much as it wants. You have no choice. You're a permanent customer. If you are told you can only go into this health care plan, your health care will suck because there is no competition. Richmond Public Schools suck because there's no competition, and they're run by massive bureaucrats. You see, the district's low student performance on the annual state accountability test this week uh, raised eyebrows. The school board said, we got to do something. And, yeah, you should do something. And so they considered doing what any uh, board would do, including the ones where you work if your performance sucks. They looked through the uh, reassignment, the reappointments, promotions, performance, demotions, salaries, discipline, or other uh, resignations might be involved. Seems reasonable when everything sucks. Except our Richmond mayor says you can't fire the superintendent of the Richmond Public Schools. He's a good dude. Here's what he tweeted out. There's no cause for an emergency meeting in the first place. That's right. The schools have sucked for a very long time. Why have an emergency meeting now? (laughs) And firing superintendent cameras less than a week before the start of the academic year would be catastrophic for our kids in this community. Unquote. Mayor of Richmond. How many of you, when you send your kid to school in the morning, are worried about the superintendent? (laughs) How many of you are going, man, I hope he's there today. I hope the superintendent's behind that big mahogany desk in his office making $250,000 a year. Hey, Mayor of Richmond, if uh, cameras disappeared off the planet tomorrow, It wouldn't impact the way the kids learn in Richmond. Not one single bit. Don't cry me a river how the superintendent has everything to do with the schools. They make two, this guy has a contract with the board. He makes $250,000 a year. And if I'm not mistaken, has a pretty nice car allowance. I think it's 12,000. And he has an amazing severance package. If they fire him, if they fire him, he will get six months of severance, which is about $125,000 a year. This is what's wrong with our public education. And it's encompassed in this little place in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia called Richmond. Okay? So what you'll find is that's the focal point for chaos right there. That's the focal point of where it is. So this public education system in Richmond is the greatest example of this. Now, how is your superintendent making $250,000 a year and your kids are failing? How's that possible? How are they failing? Because it's run by bureaucrats. It's the same reason your public education system is failing, because they inject things into the school system that don't matter, one of which is the CRT race everything thing. A teacher in Utah at a white majority school is concerned her fourth-grade classroom is built for non-white kids. What does that even mean, built for non-white kids? The room is set up for non-white, says this teacher, and she can't wait to be the first time she teaches a white majority class. So she built the classroom that it's not white. It's a, now, I 
don't even know what to think when a teacher begins down that path. How do you set your classroom up for non-whites? What does that even mean? I, I, I can't even begin to think what it would look like if you send your kid to a classroom, but it's a non-white classroom. <laughs> what does that look like? Well, here's what the teacher said. He just said, so the first time in my life, I'm going to be teaching a majority white school. And I'm kind of interested to see how students and parents react to my classroom. Or if they even notice anything about it, because it's built for non-white students. Non-white kids are not represented in anything in my classroom. Not a single white face on any book, on any wall, anywhere. Same with the coloring pages of books. Not a single one with a person of it is dick, uh, dick pay, depicts a white person or white character. This is what's going on in our public schools. Here's a, uh, here's a clip of a teacher who happens to be a black teacher. I don't know what the color of this teacher is in Utah, by the way. That's not mentioned in the article. By the way, it's never really been interesting to me, the color of the skin of anyone. But this teacher found her way to TikTok, which, by the way, we have a TikTok thing now. I don't know if you know this. The Lee Brothers are on TikTok. Lee Brothers Radio Show, I think, is what it's under. I'll get clarity on that. Here's, here's what this black teacher says uh, about her classroom and school. Okay, white educators, this one is for you. Okay, now, first, doesn't that annoy you initially right out of the gate? White educators. Well, thanks for noticing, and thanks for putting us in different buckets and separating us by color of our skin. White educators, this is for you. So if you're a white teacher, listen up. Okay, white educators, this one is for you. White educators should be a safe space for black students. If you're wondering why... What does that even mean? White educators, be a safe place for black... What would an unsafe one look like? When they come in, they beat them? That is absurd. That's not happening. If you're wondering why you're not able to connect with those kids, it's probably because they don't feel safe around you. Mm. What's that mean? I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Please. There are many white people, especially white strangers, that I have my guard up. And it's because I'm trying to protect myself. From- Could you imagine? Listen to this. Could you imagine the other way around? What if a white teacher came out and said, look, I'm going to tell you. You see some black people? I've got my guard up. You imagine a teacher saying that? Here's a black teacher saying, white people, I've got my guard up. This, she is, this teacher is a racist and should be fired. Actually, white strangers that I have my guard up. And it's because I'm trying to protect myself from them. I don't know if this is a safe person. And it's the same with children. So if you decide to gloss over instances of racism or decide that Black Lives Matter is a political thing, oh. you're not a safe person. I get it. It's all a political thing. That's what it's really about. If you don't believe in Black Lives Matter, you're not a safe person. Hmm. Is that what's going on in our public schools? Richmond Public Schools? Utah? In your public schools? In 60 seconds, my daughter Reagan will be here, and she'll tell me what's going on in her school. That. 73 seconds, actually. The LeeBrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo 5 
Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker, made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo 5 You're listening to the Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. So now we got the Jay Giles band kicking us off. Lee Brothers outside the Capitol of the worst school district in the state, Richmond, Virginia. Well, at least the guy makes $250,000 a year as superintendent. Coming in the studio is uh, Reagan Lee. Reagan is uh, my daughter. She's in here with me now. Hey, Reagan. You got to pick up the microphone and speak into it. There you go. That's up. It's on. This thing on? Yeah, there you go. Do you know who the superintendent is of uh, Chesterfield County? Not a clue. Uh, you d- can you learn without knowing who the superintendent is? Is that possible? I don't know. Here, hold the microphone close to your mouth when you speak there. You, of course you know. You're, you're learning and you don't know who it is. Yet the, the superintendent of the Richmond Public Schools makes $250,000 a year. More than me. Well, you're in high school. All right. So, Reagan, thanks for doing this. Often I talk about you on the show. Because you have some incredible stories. So your first day of school was Tuesday of this week. How'd that go? It was pretty good. Teacher's a little crazy, but... All of them? Most of them. <laughs> it's insane. Not all of them. There's probably two. So are, are, there's two that are not insane. I didn't say not insane. I just said they're okay. They're okay. Do you, do you think that m- every stu- teacher you have in your classrooms are Democratic voting Teachers, every one of them. Every single one. Every it's single like, one. You're looking for the ones that aren't Democratic voters. Did they make it's it like that? If you find one, it's like, oh my gosh, this is insane. It's like, there's no way you're here right now. Well, did they make it that obvious that they're Democrats? Well, it's not that they're like standing in front of the class, I'm a Democrat. It's like they do things and you're like, oh my gosh, this person's like totally mentally insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so tell me about the uh, the teacher that you had on Tuesday. The opening comment. Now, now this is the first time this teacher met you or met the class, essentially. Right. Okay. The very first time met any of the students. We walk in for the first time. She's like, find a seat, whatever. And so we sit down, and she begins to tell us about how she's like a sarcastic person. And we're like, okay, interesting. Or at least I'm thinking about it. I have no do no idea what the other kids are thinking about. I'm like, okay, interesting way to start your brand new class. And by the way, this is a college course class. 
this is a dual enrollment, so it's through John Tyler or Bright Point, whatever the heck uh, they want to okay. call it now. Okay, great. But anyways. Yeah, because John Tyler's offensive, so it's Bright, yeah. Right, of course. So she begins to, like, talk, and literally probably within the, like, first 20 seconds of her talking, she's talking about her student loans. And I'm like, okay, like, interesting that you're mentioning that to kids. Wait, she's talking. She says, I have loans. I have student well, loans. Well, she's, from- like, complaining about how much she has to pay for them. She's like, well, I don't. I don't make enough to pay for my student loans even, so it's whatever. And I'm like... She's complaining she doesn't get paid enough as a teacher, yet she's the one that took the loans out herself. Did someone force her to take loans? That's what I'm saying to her. And then I'm like, so you're complaining to the kids that are about to go to college about student loans. And by the way, this was right after she is flexing about how she has three degrees. Like, well, you just need one. You don't need three. If If you have one, you're fine. Now you have all these degrees, and she's complaining about how much she has to pay for them. So that's is she trying to win the students? You think by saying, "Hey, look, right. and I, we're like, yeah, I'll, I'll like, feel you're paying a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're underpaid. Teachers need to be paid more." Right, and she probably mentioned this like no exaggeration, probably ten times in the first. And we only have this class for maybe like forty minutes because it's first period. She takes all this time talking about how she's underpaid. So she's trying right. to create little uh, advocates. And for she herself. says these things like almost like under her breath. It's not under her breath, but she says them as little like snarky remarks. Yeah, like, like I don't even get paid enough kind of it, thing. Well, and she mentioned her little coffee station in the corner. She was like, well, I would buy you guys coffee, but like I'm a teacher and I don't make that much money. So like I can't afford that. So bring your own if you want coffee. I wonder if she knew she was going to the teacher profession. And I wonder if she knew she was getting well, paid that much. It's like she's surprised. It's like, I didn't want to be here. I didn't study to become a teacher. I didn't know I was going to get underpaid. <laughs> it's just it's, insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And along with the complaining thing, she then begins to tell us about her little toddler and how she's complaining about she has a two-year-old toddler that cries all the time. I'm like okay like that's what a toddler does you uh-huh. signed up for having a kid apparently like, she didn't know what she signed up for at did, all so she didn't know she signed up to be a teacher a kid but you, did, no. you don't want to be a teacher or have a kid <laughs> a little confused here but it's just like why are you complaining to your students who are literally just here to learn and get college credit like keep that aside right exactly and why do i ridiculous. have to hear about the propaganda that you're underpaid right i'm saying the same thing right and then with the toddler She's talking about how because she has this two-year-old toddler, she can't cuss around her. And she's like, yeah, like, I, I want to keep my toddler, like, away from all the cussing and stuff. So I choose different words when I'm around her. I'm like, okay, like, as any person would. Like, I don't know where she's going with this. She's like, with that being said, I'm going to be cussing a lot in this class. And I literally am sitting there, like, dumbfounded. I'm like, I don't, like. So wait, wait, wait. Hang on a second. Hang. This teacher actually said, I can't cuss. She recognizes the, the problem with cussing. She recognizes that because she doesn't want her, her two-year-old or whoever to hear cu- But she's perfectly fine and going with to. indoctrinating and it, other people's kids. Yeah, with cussing in front of you as if that's perfectly fine. Right. And she says this out loud. She says this out loud. And she almost <laughs> says it as, oh, and then she begins to say, I can't really hold it back. Like, if I don't cuss, like, I'll explode. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, you should definitely cuss here then. Like, please. Oh, yeah. This is the place to do it. Like, you're going to explode if you don't cuss. Yeah, Richard and I talk about this a lot, about how, well, I've told you this a lot. growing up, you know, out of the mouth calls the buns of the heart, you know, a weak mind trying to express herself in a forceful way, or just pure stupidity, which apparently this teacher is loaded with. The the thing that you talked about, what, has she cussed yet? Have you had her... Again, the second I've time. only had her one other time, and it wasn't really an interactive class that much. She just gave us an assignment. But no cussing? 
Not, not yet. I was a little surprised. But the thing about it is that she always talks about how she's in a professional job and she's like, oh, I won't mention, I won't say my opinion on that because I'm professional. I'm like, oh, but oh, you can oh, cuss. Oh, but but you, you're more than willing to walk into a classroom and tell students you're going to cuss in the classroom. Right. That is the most. Un- now, you remember Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan had the same teacher who played a video with all these cuss words and I went and confronted that teacher and the teacher was appalled that I would have a problem with it. So what would you, what would you think of me going to talk to this teacher? No. Well, I just think <laughs> she would be unbelievably offended, and she would probably scream and throw things. Cuss at me. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just she's not she's a smart lady, but sound like very it. mental. <laughs> <laughs> mental. Like right, she, so, she can she can write a book, she can write an oh, essay, I'm all sure. this stuff. Oh. And it's great. It's yeah. like she can teach me, but I don't want her teaching me. Yeah, well, maybe can she write a book without a without cussing is really I, I can't believe it. she would admit that out loud. Sorry, so what else in the remaining minutes here we have of you? With other teachers, yes. just like more in the public school th- system or whatever, is there still teachers in mass, whatever, that's not that big of a deal, like do they know that's over? But whatever. Another thing is like with teachers not letting or not telling kids to speak up, kids will be sitting there in their masks, like literally. Wait, they're still wearing masks? Yes. Some of the kids. It's, it's a little, I would say it's more rare than last year, but it's still ridiculous. Anyways, they'll be sitting there and the teacher like calls on them for a question and they answer the question and it's literal, like not even words. It might be like a whisper. You could hear air and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the teacher like looks at them. You could nobody in the class heard them, not even the teacher. And the teacher's like, "Okay," and moves on. I'm like, "You're so, teaching this kid. Tell the dude to speak up. Take right. his mask off if he has a mask." Say on. something, right? Yeah. You're a and teacher the teachers here. are just ignoring it. Well, I guess in this case, we ought to be glad the teacher didn't cuss at the kid. I guess so. Interesting. All right, Reagan. The so you got a whole, low. you got a one year left of this. Can you handle it? We'll I, see. Well, I need you to keep the Lee brothers fully informed. <laughs> <laughs> Reagan, thanks for coming in here, hon. Good to see you. You too. Okay, that was Reagan. My daughter telling me what I already knew, that the public education system is a train wreck of mass proportions. All right, uh, more in 60 seconds at LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. A free exchange of ideas. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker, made in America from recycled bourbon barrels. This unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. 
making radio great again. The Lee Brothers. That kid is amazing. All right, so that's, uh, that's Reagan, her last year in, uh, in high school. She didn't want to be on camera. You know, Richard's not here today, and she didn't want to sit over there. I thought that's what kids did nowadays. They wanted to be on camera anyway. Uh, you know, I, I guess when, when uh, I raised my four kids to be moral, productive, and God-fearing and stand for things that are right, that, um, that somehow uh, they listen to that, and they're able to see the ridiculousness of some of these teachers and their flat-out obvious attempt to indoctrinate instead of teach. But that's not all kids. I mean, I'm glad Reagan can come in here and tell me everything that she saw and completely honest with me at everything, and then she tries to talk me down from going to the school and making a scene because she's figured it out. Which is, by the way, and the edge, I, I barely can do that. I didn't do that with my boys. I actually went to school and did some things. But not everyone is, is like that. These kids are being told garbage. Imagine the teacher saying, hey, I'm going to cuss in this classroom. What, that, that teacher needs to be fired. You don't need that teacher. You don't need a teacher like that. I mean, all, the kids want to hear cussing. They'll hear from their kids, their friends. They don't need adults being role models like that. That's not a role model. That's a shame. Horrific, actually. All right. Um, speaking of horrific, Senator Mark Warner heard that the breakfast biscuits aren't good enough in school. So what would a U.S. senator do? What did our founders have in mind for U.S. senator? Jefferson said the best kind of government is the one that cares about the biscuits. That and Joe Biden's comments, you little semi-fascist, you. All that. <laughs> Coming up. Check us out at LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 5 Mojo5o.com. We built this city. On breakfast biscuits. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Mark Warner's such a joke. We built this city on rock and roll. Shift out to the bottom of the hour. Outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes my far left is Richard Lee. He is out today, not feeling well, couldn't make it to the studio, and uh, he is missed greatly as he is in uh, the shows. He's not here, as we would all miss him. It makes the two-headed format work. Prayers for Richard. We covet them. You can send them an email at richard at theleebrothers.com, richard at theleebrothers.com. While you're there, check us out, mojo50.com, mojo50.com. Clicking on the Lee Brothers takes you to our page. And we lost our minds. Take a few minutes and go check out this video. This is great. PragerU has a phenomenal video uh, that, that really lays out what's going on in America. What, what, have we lost our minds in America? Now, many of you are saying yes. This video will dissect that for you. And there's a new declaration not a declaration of independence, a declaration on the climate. 
Over a thousand scientists have signed this declaration to say this climate change thing is a fraud. Scott, Richard Lee, there's no scientists that believe it's a Yes, they are. They signed a declaration. It's all at the LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. And you can also check out um, uh, Congress can't even, can't even tell you what causes inflation. This video will make you puke because these people are running our country. They don't know the answer to this. It's very, very good. Check it out. LeeBrothers.com, the LeeBrothers.com. The um, founders had, uh, had envisioned this thing called federalism where it was a balance between what the federal government can do and what the states could do. And they actually erred on the side of the states. They were very fearful of a big, huge, overreaching government that could dip into your lives anywhere and control you. They dealt with that. They knew what it was like. So how could they give this strength to the people and have a, a, a federal government that's strong enough to run the country, but not too strong to overtake uh, your freedoms? So they enumerated the federal government. What's that mean, Scott Lee? Well, in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, there are things laid out that the federal government can do. Everything else that's not listed there, enumerated there, is left to the people in the states, uh, uh, the Ninth Amendment and the Tenth Amendment. You know, part of the Bill of Rights. In case you don't know, the Bill of Rights are the first ten amendments. Number 9 and 10 are very clear. They codify this idea of federalism, which means if it's not enumerated in the Constitution, the federal government should not be doing it, and it ought to be left to the states and the people. Now, Jefferson doubled down on this. Thomas Jefferson, which, by the way, wouldn't want to rip his name off all the, uh, the, the items at UVA. Got that coming up. Stupid editorial in their paper. Jefferson said the best government one is closest to you. Because who, who in Washington, D.C., surrounded by a beltway, who acts like kings and queens, can look down at the serfs and peasants and even know anything? They can't, and Jefferson knew that. So his entire purpose was, look, the, the best government is one that's right next to you. The county, the, 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 uh, the state, those are where things need to happen, not at the federal level, unless you're Mark Warner. Senator Mark Warner thinks his job is to deal with complaints about bad biscuits. I kid you not. Ridgeview Middle School, uh, two seventh, grade, uh, seventh graders there, Wait a minute. These were the teachers. I did not know that. Seventh grade teachers, not seventh graders. Seventh grade teachers wrote a letter to, and who wouldn't? Once you bite into the biscuit in school, wouldn't you say, who's someone's got to fix this? And the first thing you think of is a United States senator. So they write a letter. This is the first problem in our country, by the way, in case you're beginning to see the picture. The problem is we look to the federal government to fix biscuits at Ridgeview Middle School in Virginia. The director of food services there. So there's a director. They went to the director of food services, and the director suggested the teachers write a letter to the U.S. senator because that's how things get done. I mean, when you want something done and taken care of, who wouldn't go to the federal government and say, please handle this? That's insane. Of course, what did Mark Warner do? That's my job. So he doubles down on this. He sends letters back to the school. His first response was to, was to actually go there and uh, he ordered Hardy's biscuits to try to make it. I'm sure he used our tax dollars to order Hardy's biscuits for the, for the uh, Ridgeview Middle School in Virginia. Aren't you glad Mark Warner is concerned about the biscuits? 
The private market, it just doesn't work. It's the same Mark one. So I want to make sure everybody had meat and fish, too. Fresh fruits and vegetables, um, uh, meat and fish. This is our U.S. senator. He's wanted to also compl- complain that when COVID shut down, that the Major League Baseball's di- Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball didn't get help. That the federal government didn't fund them. Uh, is, um, is Minor League Baseball. Minor League Baseball. This is the mentality of our entire federal government. There's nothing they shouldn't be involved in. This is unbelievable. This is the greatest example of what's happening in our, in our country, is we now look to the federal government for everything. The conversations around the kitchen table are not about who's my House of Delegates member in the Senate or who's my state senator. It's what's going on at the federal level because we have given everything over to this federal government, including student loans, which we deal with, including everything. I mean, think, think of one thing that doesn't touch the federal level. In fact, everything that you touch and think about, including gas prices you pay for, somehow have a federal aspect of it. If Mark Warner, our U.S. senator, actually thinks his role is to detect, determine what kind of biscuits are served at a breakfast in a school, we have a huge problem. You don't think he's going to be involved in what kind of insurance you can buy for health care? Of course he will. He thinks that's his role. Will there ever be a politician in my lifetime that will stand up other than Barry Goldwater and say, it is not my role as a politician to take care of you from womb to tomb? It's not. Is there a politician anywhere that can say that and will actually do it? Instead, every politician is looking to somehow show that they care. Oh, I care so much. I'm going to make sure that the biscuits are good for you in a middle school somewhere in Virginia. It's insane. But it might explain a lot, especially when you saw Joe Biden's speech last week, or just the other day, in fact. Semi-fascist, he called us. Yeah, we're, we're fascists. He said, we're seeing now either the beginning or the death now of the extreme MAGA agenda. Making America great again is a slogan. It's not just Trump. It's almost semi-fascism. I don't think most people know what this is. Fascism? I don't even know what it is. I mean, it's a political system headed by a dictator. And that dictator uses government to control businesses, labor, bigger than anything. Opposition is not permitted. That's a fascist. Now, who's fascist in our country? Is Trump a fascist? Is Trump, did Trump want to be a dictator? No, he did the opposite. He pushed everything out of the federal government. He sends it back to the states. He was constantly trying to make government smaller. No dictator does that. Government controls over business and labor? What party does that? That's the Democratic Party in every single way. Opposition is not permitted. That is exactly who the Democratic Party is, led by Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, who kicked us off their channel. They're fascists. They're semi-fascists. Not you. Not you mega types. Not Trump. Trump isn't looking to be a dictator. He's not a fascist. Of course, you say those things like they can't be rebuked, Biden. Here's more of what Biden said. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. We've done all this, but then our critics say inflation. You mean the global inflation caused by the worldwide pandemic and Putin's war in Ukraine? But he won't take credit for anything. I mean... What causes inflation? Of course, I just told you, you can go to our website, thelebrothers.com, and see no congressman knows how to define that. 
Inflation is defined very simple as too much money chasing too few products. That's exactly what it is. Why do we have too much money? Because of people like Joe Biden. That's why. And of course, he just doubled down on it with this stupid student loan thing, which we'll talk about here in about 20 minutes or so. He continues. You'd think if the Republicans really cared about reducing inflation, <laughs> they would have voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. Just because it's named that? It does the opposite. I'm telling you, you win the language, you can win the debate. That's how Democrats think. And it's not hyperbole. The very survival of our planet is on the ballot. On the ballot? Wait a minute. On the ballot? It is on the ballot. The survival of the planet is on the ballot. I thought it was a ballot, but let's say, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He meant ballot and said ballot. Here it is again. And it's not hyperbole. The very survival of our planet is on the ballot. I think that's hyperbole. I think that's the very definition of hyperbole. When you look up hyperbole, that's it. It's over-exaggeration to make a point. The existence of the planet is what's on the ballot? You mean you could vote to destroy the planet? Does America have the ability to destroy a planet? That is hyperbole. It's the very definition of it. Thank you, Joe Biden. Continue. If we elect two more senators, we keep the House and Democrats, we're going to get a lot of unfinished business. We're going to get done. I don't even know if that was English. Can we play, play, play that just one more time? Because I'm not sure that even makes sense. What do you say? If we elect two more senators, yeah. we keep the House and Democrats, yeah. we're going to get a lot of unfinished business. We're going to get done. Okay, that doesn't sound reasonable at all. Doesn't even, don't even know what that means. But this was Joe Biden. Remember, you were semi-fascist. You are untrustworthy. I don't trust these mega Republicans. Here's, here's another one. He calls you threats. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. How are they doing that? How are they threatening your personal rights and security? How does that happen? What does a mega Republican look like that does that? Threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. They embrace, embrace political violence. This is, this is not the Republican Party. Embrace violence? Every single time... There's been violence. The only party out there saying stop and, and, and punish it is the Republican Party. The Democrats are the ones who are embracing chaos. They don't believe in democracy. Well, be- I'm so sick of this. Just to say you don't believe in democracy, which, by the way, we're a republic, not a democracy. So you know, there's a big difference. But I, I guess this whole thing is really, if you can paint your opponent as almost evil, then who could vote for evil? Joe Biden is saying that this mega party, this Republican party, is going to destroy you. Okay. They don't believe in democracy. No. This is why in this moment, Mm. those of you who love this country, Democrats, independents, mainstream Republicans, we must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Is there anyone who really believes that? Look what Joe Biden has done in a very short time. Do, do people really think that the Trump MAGA is destroying the country? We had four years of it. There's no destruction. It was the opposite. And Biden's been here a shorter time than that, and he's essentially destroyed everything. Who believes that? All right, coming up. Why? This is going to be a weird transition because 
here I am all in favor of MAGA, and now I'm going to say I don't want Trump to be president. I don't know. We'll see what happens. 63 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. Missing your mojo? Just go to Mojo50.com for on-demand podcasts. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. Identifying as lizard men from outer space, but only two days a week. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. That will Virginia citizens and American patriots. So lean on those two things right there. Virginia citizens, the very founding of the country, and then very quickly became American patriots. Patrick Henry said, I'm no longer a Virginian. I'm an American. Am I an American? You would think I'm not an American. Last week I came to this show and told you that I do not want Donald Trump to be president of the United States again. And you would have thought... I switch sides. <laughs> um, but not everybody. Uh, plenty of people. In fact, I had, I had great conversations. With the people I talked to instead of just heard from, I had great conversations with. Um, and I think we all ended up being on the same page. Uh, the people who I did not talk with were very mean. So I don't think my conservative, pro-America, constitutional position is suspect. If you listen to this show, we've been doing this 20 years in Richmond. If you listen to this show for a week or less, you know we have been consistent with these conservative principles. Constitutional conservative is what I would say. And so the fact that I don't want Trump ought to ring a bell in somebody's head to say, no, wait a minute. Scott Lee is uh, a constitutional conservative. He's on the right side of the issues. Uh, I rarely hear anything I disagree with him with, which isn't true. I don't know many people do. So why would he not be for Trump? And then you could go back and actually listen to my take on it last week when I, when I, when I dove down and, and told you why. But it really comes down, for me, it came down to something very, very simple. I can't fathom the pain of going through another debate season with Donald Trump. He was the worst debater. I couldn't stand it. I felt like he was a horrible spokesman for conservative principles. So does that make me a bad guy? Because I don't want Trump to be debating our conservative ideas. Maybe, (laughs) maybe it doesn't. 
I mean, I, I think I think people who really took me to task on it said, why? I mean, do you not want Trump uh, in this current world? Don't you think Trump's the right guy? Um, and I would say, I would say in our current world, we need somebody who's very aggressive, who's very, very strong, who's not afraid to punch and hit back. And I believe that's Ron DeSantis, DeSantis as, as it is Trump. And if I could choose between the two, I think DeSantis would do it. So I choose DeSantis. If Trump is the nominee, you are listening to one of the biggest advocates for him. I will get behind him a thousand percent and push like crazy. I had two people who called me this week who were in favor of what I was saying. They said, Scott, you're right. Donald Trump drives me crazy too. I can't stand to listen to him uh, because he is bombastic and says mean things or whatever it might be. And they too agreed with me that the debates were so frustrating. So they were, they were in agreement with me. They would prefer a DeSantis. They would prefer someone else over Trump. Now, does that make them somehow evil Republicans, as some have emailed me and, and sent messages? Of course not. The greatest thing about, I think, the Republican Party is we can have debates inside our camp until that primary is over. When that primary is over, we unite like crazy. Donald Trump, I believe, was one of the most conservative presidents in my lifetime. He did things I never thought he would do. He be, even though he never could articulate a conservative principle, he was massively conservative. Now, whether that's because, like I said last week, he's a pragmatist and new conservatism works, or somehow he's deep in his soul a conservative but just can't articulate it, which I don't. I just don't think that's it. So am I a fan of Trump? I'm a huge fan of what Trump did. Huge fan. Trump was an amazing president. If I could snap my fingers right now and he back in the White House, I would do it. I don't have that kind of power. Few do. Um, well, no one does except one. Uh, and he's not on our planet. But you can, you can appreciate what Trump did for four years. You can appreciate his policies and still be turned off by the way he ran as a Republican. And I think that's a lot of people. So am I against Trump? No. Do I uh, want Trump to run for president again? No. I think those are two consistent things based upon what I've already laid out for you. I am telling you, if Trump is in the debates again, and he gets in the debate, and we're in the presidential run, and he's running against Biden or Newsom or whoever it might be, I promise you, everyone listening to me will remember me saying, I told you, this de- he's a horrible debater. It's frustrating. I turned off every debate because I could get past it. If he would just articulate stuff, that was conservatism. One, I, I had a conversation with one person that says, what do you want him to be, Ronald Reagan? He's not Ronald Reagan. In fact, I don't even know if Ronald Reagan would be the guy today, I was told. In a lot of ways, I don't disagree with that. I think, I, think, I think Reagan today, if Reagan showed up today, I think he would be a breath of fresh air, quite frankly, because he's so, he was so good at articulating great principles. No, I don't want Trump to be Reagan. Re- Trump can't be Reagan. Trump is Trump. And um, what, I, what, I, what I don't like about Trump should be permissible in the court of law, which is this radio show. I, can, I should be able to say, I don't like these things about Trump. And everyone who is with me, 100% on all these issues, shouldn't say, I suck, I'm a horrible human being, and you're dead wrong. They ought to say, I understand your position, and uh, they could articulate that back. 
Instead, I feel like there's such animosity. It's just, it's like anger. So if I'm against Trump for anything, it's the, it brings out such anger, I can't even, I, I, I can't fathom it. But like I said, the conversations I had with people weren't like that. Those who I was able to talk to seemed reasonable. Those who I didn't, probably the reason we weren't talking. All right, coming up, there's uh, something I learned if you are on the left side of the political spectrum. This is very interesting. I'll share it with you in 60 seconds at LeeBrothers.com to LeeBrothers.com. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. tradition like Washington and Madison. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Thought this is the right song for this or not. <laughs> ah, I learned something this week. Oh, by the way. I am uh, I'm the MC at uh, the Virginia Hunting Dog Alliance this week. They're going to have like 800 people at this shrimp and beer fest. So when they asked me to MC it, it took me like three and a half seconds to say yes. Shrimp and beer? Where, where do I sign up for that exactly? So um, it's, it's an honor to do that with the Virginia Hunting Dog Alliance Foundation. Big, uh, big group, um, really uh, into politics. Bunch of... Bunch of uh, Politicians and future politicians will be there, so I, I look forward to that event. It should be a great time. But 800 people, that's a lot of people in the crowd. I look, really much look forward to that. Um, a study links left-wing politics to lower testosterone. <laughs> now, we, the reason I'm laughing about this is because I didn't need this study to realize that. I mean, your leftist men are beta men. They're, they're, you know, they skip around. They're, they're soft. They're the ones, you know that uh, you can pick out of a crowd. I mean, you, you can recognize the leftist men. There are very, very few uh, conservative, right-winging men that uh, don't have plenty of testosterone. There, there's a big difference. Um, and this study indicates that. There's a report by the National Pulse. A hormonal investigation has unearthed an interesting find. If you raise a man's testosterone, testosterone levels, he becomes more politically conservative. Now, 
many of you have said we need the vaccination for COVID. Um, man, I got a vaccination for leftism. This is it. Is there a possible we can get testosterone shots for men uh, in America? I mean, that would be the solution. I mean, if we have testosterone floating around, then we've we solved the, uh, the, the leftist men problem. But this is a, by the way, trust the science. Trust it. It's a report by the National Pulse. Hormonal, hormonal investigation. If you are a leftist male, go get your testosterone tested. It's a very good chance that you have what's called low T. And by the way, that impacts a lot of things, especially voting, and it's detrimental to the cause of freedom and liberty. <laughs> low T. I can't wait for the next segment. Listen, there's a little unique take on this student loan thing. It's not what you think. So uh, check it out. Uh, that's coming up. And check us out, theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. We've lost our minds. There's a new declaration of independence. No, it's a climate declaration for sure. That is dead ahead. Theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. have tuned in to the Lee Brothers radio program. Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee Brothers. Using the wrong, what do you mean? Wait, wait. I could be using the wrong password? How do they even know? We'll talk about that for sure. It's interesting. Very. So Richmond has a gun buyback program, while the U.S. Postal Service, the Social Security Administration, and the Atmosphere Administration arm themselves. Yeah, that's interesting. And student loan forgiveness is an attack on you. But this has been happening for a very long time. That is next. Virginia Citizens, an American patriot, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee is my co-host, my friend and my brother, who sits to my left. Sometimes my far left. He, Rich, he's not here. He's, uh, Richard is um, not feeling well, couldn't make it to the studio. Uh, we covet prayers for him as um, he continues to struggle with a multitude of different issues. I know, I know he'd love to hear from you at Richard at theleebrothers.com, Richard at theleebrothers.com. Um, man, he's missed. I wish he were here because these topics are just outrageous. So many things have happened. By the way, did you, um, I don't know that you saw uh, the editorial in the uh, newspaper at UVA asking for Jefferson's name to be removed. So if we get to it, and my hope is we will, we'll get to it uh, throughout the program here, and uh, we'll discuss that. But first, I, I can't think. The student loan forgiveness that Biden did this week is a reminder of a story I want to share with you. And it's so large and encompassing. I think most people are so narrowly focused on the loan forgiveness, but there's a bigger thing at work here. Let me remind you of how it used to be 
in America. I'll give you an analogy. It's between a squirrel and a grasshopper. The squirrel works hard in the withering heat all summer long, building and improving his house and laying up supplies for the winter. The grasshopper thinks he's a fool and laughs and dances and plays the summer away. Come winter, the squirrel's warm and well-fed. The shivering grasshopper has no food or shelter, so he dies outside in the cold. That was the old version. The new version, the modern-day version of this same story, the squirrel works hard in the withering heat all summer long, building his house and laying up supplies for the winter. The grasshopper once again thinks he's a fool, laughs, dances, plays the summer away. Come winter, the squirrel is warm and well-fed. This is where it changes. A social worker shows up, finds the shivering grasshopper, calls a press conference, and demands to know why the squirrel should be allowed to be warm and well-fed, why others, less fortunate like the grasshopper, are cold and starving. CNN shows up to provide live coverage of the shivering grasshopper with cuts to the video of the squirrel in his comfortable warm home with a table laden with food. The U.S. press informed people they should be ashamed that in a country of such wealth, this poor grasshopper is allowed to suffer so, while others have plenty. The Labor Party, Greenpeace, Animal Rights, and the Grasshopper Council of the United States demonstrate in front of the squirrel's house. CNN rants that the squirrel's gotten rich off the backs of grasshoppers and calls for an immediate tax hike on the squirrel to make him pay his fair share and increase the charge for squirrels to enter large cities. Are you seeing the picture yet? In response to the pressure from the media, the government drafts the Economic Equity and Grasshopper Anti-Discrimination Act. Retroactive to the beginning of the summer, the squirrel's taxes are reassessed. He is taken to court and fined for failing to hire grasshoppers as builders for work he's been doing on his home. An additional fine for contempt when he told the court the grasshopper did not want to work. The grasshopper is provided with a council house, financial aid to furnish it, and an account with a local taxi firm to ensure he can be social, socially mobile. The squirrel's fo- food is seized and redistributed to be more needy members of society, in this case, the grasshopper. At the end, and I'll skip here because the story is quite lengthy, but you begin to see what has happened. The grasshopper dies of a drug overdose. The usual sections of the press blame it on the obvious failure of the government to address the root causes of despair rising from social inequity and his tragic experience of prison. They call for the resignation of the governor, or the president for that matter. The squirrel and other victims of this horrible thing have to pay an additional percentage into credit cards to cover losses. Their taxes are increased to pay for law and order, and they are told they have to work beyond 65 because of a shortfall in government funds. That is the new squirrel and grasshopper story. Scott Lee, what's this have to do with the student loans? Oh, this is exactly what it's about. If you do the right thing, if you save for college, if you sacrificed to put your kids through college, 
if you didn't go on the trip, if you didn't buy the big screen TV, if you saved, if you sacrificed every weekend, if you worked three jobs to put your kids through college, the government says to you, you owe more. If you didn't save for retirement, you were untrustworthy with your money. You spent it unwisely. You didn't save. You didn't think about what would happen at 65. The government is on your side. It is against the very people who do the right thing. And it's preposterous. So if you save hard for college, if you save for retirement, the government is out to get you. You're the one being punished, not the ones who were irresponsible, not the ones who did it poorly, not the ones who who didn't save a dime. They're the ones who are cherished and taken care of by this federal government, this bureaucracy, these politicians, and most of them have a D beside their name. If you make money, you, you make more money than your neighbor. You are punished in this country. It's called the progressive income tax, and it's dead wrong. In fact, it is the exact definition of unfairness. When the top 1% in this country pay 30% of the revenue to the treasury, when the bottom 48% pay exactly zero in taxes, they're the ones who are catered to by the left. They're the ones who have politicians running to them and say, let's tax the wealthy. The reason you're in this position is because somebody did the right thing and worked hard. Oh, by the way, at the end of all this, at the end of you saving for retirement, at the end of you saving for for college and paying for it all, at the end, the IRS agent will knock on your door and audit you. At the end, you have a government that hates you even more, that will hire 87,000 IRS agents to come help you with your taxes who, by the way, who are now armed. America is now set up against you doing the right thing. Where is America set up to make you do the right thing? It's not. It's actually set up to make you do the wrong thing because you're rewarded by it. You have kids out of wedlock. You have a problem. You get a check from the government. You don't want to go to work? Fine, we'll give you food stamps. It's never ending. In fact, if you want to put an addition on your home and fix it up, the government will come in, reassess your property, and punish you by you having to pay more taxes. That is the student loan forgiveness program in a nutshell. The good guys lose. The guys who did it right, who got married, who raised kids and work hard every day, in that order, are the targets of the United States government and Democrats. This isn't just about the student loan program. Oh, no, no. This is about rewarding those who have made poor decisions. And it's always been the government is out to get the people who do it right. And if for some strange reason, a politician stands up and says, I want to defend those who made the right decision, they are maligned and attacked by the press and the Democratic Party. You're in the pockets of the rich. You like the rich. No, we like people who did the right thing. We're not going to reward bad behavior. The Democrats have never, ever met a situation that they couldn't fix with someone else's wallet. The Democratic Party 
looks at those who did it right, who saved her retirement. Who, by the way, you're going to be punished if you save for retirement. You'll be taxed more. You'll be called evil. All those things, just like the squirrel and the grasshopper. The squirrel worked hard. The grasshopper found a Democrat somewhere and CNN. This is America today, and it's disgusting. It's not right. It's not right. The student loan program is exactly this. It is rewarding bad behavior, and it is making those who did the right thing pay for it. That's why it's repugnant. That's why people hate it, and that's why people are sick of this, and it's got to stop. Coming up, one father confronted a politician about this, and it should be in every single ad between now and in November, and I'm going to share it with you in 70 seconds. TheLeeBrothers.com. TheLeeBrothers.com. The Radio Revolution. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Richard Lee, Talk Radio Trailer Trash on Mojo50.com. Trailer Trash? Is that right? Is that Trailer Trash I'm hearing? There's nothing wrong with redistribution of wealth, Scott. Come on, you Lee brothers, always talk about that. Actually, uh, Jason Furman, a Democratic economics. Democratic, mind you. This is what he said. This is redistribution, and there's nothing wrong with redistribution. If it was from the middle to the bottom, oh, I see. It's fine. It's not thievery to take someone's money and give it to someone who's not worked for it. That's not thievery. That's redistribution. There's nothing wrong with that, says this Democrat, Jason Furman. He said much of this distribution from the middle to the upper middle is what he says this loan forgiveness program is about. So he doesn't like it because it went the wrong way. Redistribution is wrong on every level. It's also extremely immoral. I love when a normal citizen, you know, a serf and a peasant, just minding their own business, confronts an elitist. You know, these we have 100 elite kings and queens in the United States Senate. I mean, let's just say, they're elite people. They're very special. I mean, have you seen Mark Warner? I mean, the guy's amazing. I mean, he's just full of brilliant ideas. The private market, it just doesn't work. I mean, Senator Tim Kaine, who wears a mask because... It makes people feel good. 
Um, I have had COVID and I've been vaccinated and I wear a mask. I wear a mask to make other people feel safe. <laughs> I love that one. That is so great. These are kings and queens. Please, please don't talk bad about them. Elizabeth Warren's another queen. She just, she's so amazing. She knows so much more. But she was confronted by a serf. Or, or this guy was a peasant, I think. This was a couple years ago on the student loan. He confronted Elizabeth Warren. I'd play the clip for you, but it's very hard to hear. So this is what this father said to uh, Queen Warren. I just want to ask you one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I've saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? Of course not, says Warren, without hesitation. So you're going to pay people who didn't save any money, and those of us who did the right thing get screwed. My buddy had a fun, my buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He makes more than I did. I worked double shifts. Then Warren starts laughing at him. And so he says, quote, you're laughing at me. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed, as he's yelling at Warren. This is what I'm telling you. You do the right thing in America, you are punished for it. You put a, there's a target on your back if you do the right thing. And it's, it's by these kings and queens who are trying to buy votes. How do you buy votes? You take from the evil rich people. Are they evil? Is the squirrel evil for just trying to take care of his family? Of course not. But people like Elizabeth Warren, Mark Warner, Tim Kaine, and others, and uh, the rest of the Democratic Party see you as the problem. Or they see you as an opportunity to get more votes by using your wallet. It's an amazing thing. That quote ought to be everywhere. This is exactly what I'm telling you. The student loan program is bigger than just the student loan. It is a slap in the face of everyone who did it right. This is immoral. It's disgusting to say, I'm going to take from these people and just wipe out a debt that they honestly signed up for. No one put a gun to their head and say, spend this kind of money on college and then have a loan for it. You know what else this does that's disgusting? Every time the government subsidizes something, it makes it more expensive. When the government steps in and pays for a certain amount of health care insurance, health care insurance goes up. When the government stepped in and made electric vehicles a $7,500 credit, So you could buy an electric vehicle. You know what Ford did? It raised its prices $7,500. No, that's that's actually true. That's a fact. During the Inflation Reduction Act, gave taxpayers $7,500. Ford raised the price of the new electric F-150, roughly that same amount. By the way, other automakers followed suit. Oh, but but Scott Lee, that's that's not going to happen in colleges. You don't think that happens? You don't think the colleges know that you're getting money from the government? Oh, now it's free money. You don't think the cost of college is going to go up because of that? Why wouldn't it? Oh, it's definitely going to go up. It's been going up because the very reason the government is subsidizing it. Because you can get a loan. Now, that loan can be free. Now, you can go to college on government loan that you go out and get, and some politician somewhere unconstitutionally can walk up and just with the statement he makes, you get college for free. And you stupid person who saved for it 
and worked your way to college, you were dumb. You didn't realize there were Democrats. You didn't realize there were grasshoppers out there. And, of course, CNN and the Democratic Party to go to the grasshopper and see how evil the squirrel is. This is just outrageous. And it's not just the student loan, as I've been telling you. It's everything. It permeates the entire federal government to look at you, who did it right, as evil. The editorial board of the Wall Street Journal said something interesting. Worse than the cost is the moral hazard and awful precedent this sets. Those who will pay for this write-off are the tens of millions of Americans who didn't go to college or repaid their debt or skimped and saved to pay for college or chose lower-cost schools to avoid a debt trap. This is a college graduate bailout paid for by plumbers and FedEx drivers, unquote. This is exactly right. But it's not just student loan. This could be said about everything in our government today. The reason they have food stamps is paid for by you who, for people who made bad decisions, which is exactly why Madison said the government is not a charity. It's not in the business of charity. If you are worried about people who can't eat and are in de- destitute, that is not the role of the federal government. That is the role of churches, families, communities, neighborhoods, and at, at least, at minimum, the state, never the federal. Washington Post. The Washington Post bashed him, said this, trying to fix these problems by making it even more attractive to borrow money is like trying to quit smoking by switching to unfiltered cigarettes. When you're doing something destructive, your best bet is to stop. But if you can't manage that, you should at least refrain from making the problem worse. Unquote. Exactly. This, that's a phenomenal example, by the way. They, th- this is, this is going to make everything worse. You know why Biden doesn't care about that? Because he cares about votes. And he thinks that he just won a bunch of votes by making inflation worse, the deficit worse. Oh, by the way, he has a comment on the deficit too. You know how he paid for the deficit? Dang it, I don't have time for this. Give me 60 seconds. I'll play the clip that makes the case on how he can do this. And it'll blow your mind. That in 60 seconds, LeeBrothers.com, LeeBrothers.com. A free exchange of ideas. Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O.
identifying as lizard men from outer space, but only two days a week. The Lee Brothers on Mojo50.com. Well, we can't be three days a week. Biden says he paid for the student loans with monopoly money, I guess. I, these people, it's just unbelievable how incredible uh, they deny things. So part of the Inflation uh, Stop Act or whatever, Reduction Act, was a $300 billion decrease in the deficit, they said, over 10 years. So it's essentially like nothing why they spend more. So this is Biden's rationale for the student loan and how he pays for it. There's plenty of deficit reduction to pay for the programs. There's plenty of deficit reduction to pay for, pay for the program. In other words, we're not going to pay down the debt anymore. We, so there's no paying down the debt. There never is. There never is. You spend more, you spend more, you spend more. And then you make the, the, the amount of spending lower, and then you call that a savings. No, you're spending more. He's actually saying, I'm using the debt from the past to pay for this. It's unbelievable. No one says anything. There's plenty of deficit reduction to pay for the programs, cumulative deficit reduction to pay for the programs many times over. I will never apologize for helping Americans working, working Americans in middle class. Never apologizing for helping middle Americans pay for things. Do you, do you not see the audacity and arrogance of a politician to say that? Joe Biden... You're not doing it at all. You're not helping people. You're stealing from someone else and giving it to someone else, and you, you think that's good? You can stand there and say, look how great I am by taking from this guy's wallet. If you were doing it, you'd be paying money out of your own pocket. Then you could stand up there and go, I'm not going to apologize for helping people. I want to help people. No, you don't. That's not what you're doing. You're trying to get votes at the expense of others. That's what you're doing. Working America is middle class, especially not to the same folks who voted for a $2 trillion tax cut that mainly benefited the wealthiest Americans and the biggest corporations. I, I can't, I can't. So when somebody gets the tax cut, which means they keep their own money, it's offensive to people like Joe Biden. But he has no problem stealing from them and giving to someone else for a vote. But the idea that someone would take a tax cut and keep their money is offensive to these people. I'm offended by these people. They're offensive. I'm offended by them. Joe Biden, you are borderline evil, man. That is borderline evil to say something like that. That tax cuts, oh no, bad. Me stealing from the guys who have all the money to give it to whoever I want. Good. Backwards. These people are insane. All right, coming up, speaking of insane, I, 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 this gun buyback program by Richmond, that, that's insane. And are your passwords wrong? What's a wrong password? That's next. LeeBrothers.com. LeeBrothers.com. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 5-0. Mm-hmm. We built this city on rock and roll. the capital the commonwealth of virginia the lee brothers my name is scott lee my co-host my 
brother and my friend. Just to my left, sometimes my far left. Richard Lee, he's not here. He's not feeling well. Could not make it to the studio. Um, actually had some episodes this week, and we covered your prayers for Richard Lee as the Lee brothers that continue to uh, struggle to be the two-headed talk show. We'd love to have him back. Uh, the prayer is that he will be here next week. Drop him an email, richard at com. We appreciate uh, any notes that are sent at richard at com. All right, last hour, last part of the half hour. I mentioned this uh, father that confronted Elizabeth Warren. That video can be found at theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. Go there, check it out. You'll see the entire video. And it's just, it's just appalling uh, to have a politician treat, you know, pat the little surf and peasant on the head. You cool little jewel. You wish you could do it. So maddening. I, I, I'm surprised this country has put up with this stuff for so long. In fact, it doesn't require... It doesn't require riots or anything. All you have to do is, why do you vote for these people? Just stop. I mean, if, if you're a Democrat, why? Why? Every single proposal of the Democrats is an attack on the law-abiding. It's an attack on those who did it right. It's an attack on traditional values at every single level. I mean, you may say, I want these things, but it's not constitutional. Go to a country that does it or lobby your own state for it. Join me. If you're a leftist liberal, join me, Scott Lee, a constitutional conservative. We can agree on something. Let's agree on the Constitution. Let's agree on the Ninth and Tenth Amendments and the enumerated powers. Let's you and me join together to defund, make federal government smaller, and make our states as big and powerful as you want it to be. Of course, I'd fight you on that too, but my point is it's better at the state level. That, that's what our father, founding fathers envisioned all right all that at the leebrothers.com and we lost our minds that video there at prager you i think you'll i'll think you'll like it i I found out this week that um that you can have the wrong password i never understood this if you've ever used the password one two three four five six on one of your online accounts you might as well not even have one by the way who who does that now i first must admit that too many things need passwords i mean when you have to have us uh an app that collects all your passwords, we're, we're, we're password inundated. It's ridiculous how many things I need passwords for. And, I, and some of these things, come on. I, I really don't need a password to, you know, get my cleaners. I mean, do I really need a password for my cleaners? I mean, come on. Now, I understand some things are password protected, must be, and therefore you could, you could have a good password, but come on. We, we've outdone it with the passwords here. But apparently, people are using the same passwords. In fact, there's 200 of the most common passwords used. I didn't even know. What, really? Why wouldn't people make up passwords that are at least to them? Twingate and that analyzed uh, these 200 passwords, and the sizable number of them are common passwords containing nouns and many other proper names, like their name or uh, Pokemon or Star Wars, all kinds of things. Princess, monkey, baseball, these things are all thrown in there. Around 65% of U.S. adults admitted to using the same password across at least some, if not all, websites they use. Well, yeah. I mean, I do. The websites I use, why do I need a password to get on a website? Unless I've got my money in there and, I'm, and they can go get my information. Otherwise, I need a password for everything. It's out of control. So people are apparently are using these same passwords. Here's a list of them, by the way, just so you, in case, a little education here. One, two, I already did the one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to nine, by the way. Picture one, that's a password. Password is a password. 
I would say that if you use numbers like one, two, three, and in, in that in that order, and then you use the word password, you don't even care. And that's perfectly fine if you're trying to get on a website because who cares about that? One, 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 one. Now I, I will tell you, there's a reason why someone would do that. Okay, because they're sick and tired of trying to remember and go around the thing and hit all the buttons. And I mean, I understand why it's one, 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 one. And maybe people are thinking it's too easy; no one's going to get it. But that's like one of the first things they try. One, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, why do you think this? I bet most people can't figure this. Q-W-E-R-T-Y. Why would anyone use that password? That, was it QWERTY? No, it's not a word. Q-W-E-R-T-Y. Because it's in order on the keyboard. Never thought about that. People would do ABC123. There you go. Million two, all zeros, I love you. If your password is I love you, apparently it's the one of the most popular ones, so abandon it. Aaron431, I don't know why Aaron is a popular password. Aaron4, don't, don't get that one at all. So there's your password tips of the day. All right, so Richmond held its first gun buyback program this week. This is, this is a total waste. They spent six... $67,000 on gift cards. $67,000 on gift cards to give away. They received 476 guns, 118 rifles, 227 handguns, 126 inoperable firearms, which, by the way, why would you give money to that? I mean, they're not using them. They're essentially trash. And they got five assault weapons. I wonder if you thought like I did. What is it? Define it for me. What's an assault weapon? So you got 118 rifles. None of those were assault rifles. You got 227 handguns. Those aren't assault weapons. But they specifically marked aside five assault weapons. I don't even know what that is. I swear to you, I don't. And if someone does, I would love to hear from you. What is an assault weapon? What is it? Is it something that carries a certain number of ammunition rounds? Is it something that looks evil? Because every one of those guns, I guarantee they turned in, were semi-automatic weapons, every single one of them. So there was no difference between the guns. Why is one an assault gun? Anyway, it's interesting to think that the professor, one of the professors of government and public affairs at VCU, said this is a waste of time. No kidding. Generally, gun buyback programs do not have a measurable impact on crime rates. No kidding. Why? Because the people who turn them in weren't going to use them for crime anyway. That's why. 152 people who turned in weapons during the weekend event filled out forms identifying why they made the decision. Now listen to this. 45 people said they had a long-standing desire to dispose of their weapons but didn't know what to do or how to do it. Which brings me to our PSA, which would have fit perfectly with those people only if they would have heard it. Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun. Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Because we care. Email us today. Yeah. Email us today. So that 
That right there is one of those. Uh, for sure, you can uh, you can take that, and that's our gun program program. We'll come pick them up. Don't worry about that. Gladly, we'll come pick them up. That's not a problem at all. Patriots at the LeeBrothers.com. Actually, I had one email. Come pick up my guns. Couldn't get there quick enough. The other reason people turned in them is they wanted a gun-free home. Others were concerned about children accessing a weapon. But a handful wrote individual things on their reason for turning in guns. Listen to this one. Too many guns in the world. Too many guns in the world. So you think turning them in is getting rid of guns. Okay. Because I love Virginia was another one. And I, I guess I don't love Virginia because I have more than one gun. I've got a lot of guns, and I didn't turn any of them in. I guess I don't love Virginia. It's interesting. The show Love Virginia, you turn a gun in. And get, by the way, a check. <laughs> so I think that's the main reason, which, by the way, was the third thing people wrote down, free money. So congratulations to Richmond for their ridiculous, unuseful, non-evasive, uh, uh, not even helpful 67,000 gun buyback program, which will do nothing. It will absolutely do nothing. But what might do something is when the government is arming its agencies. That's what I don't understand. And we talked about how the IRS has, you know, 4,500 guns and 500 million rounds of ammunition. We talk about that. People are like, well, the IRS has all that. Well, you wouldn't be amazed who else has uh, so many guns. Why does the government need all these? Now, I understand the, the military. We're arming the alphabet soup of agencies in our federal level. For example, the Veterans Administration. What? The Veterans Administration purchased 11 million rounds of ammunition, equivalent to 2,800 rounds for each of their officers. They also have camouflage uniforms, riot helmets and shields, and enhancement devices and tactical lighting. The Virginia, or the, I'm sorry, the Veterans Administration. Ponder that one, might you. The Department of Health and Human Services. What? The Department of Health and Human Services required, or acquired 4 million rounds of ammunition and 1,300 guns, five submachine guns, and 189 automatic firearms. That is the Department of Health and Human Services. The Security, Social Security Administration. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, Social Security Administration has 800,000 rounds of ammunition for their special agents. First of all, does a Social Security agency have special agents? Excuse me, I approached the branch. What? We've armed all these agencies to the hilt. And then the Environmental Protection Agency owns 600 guns. The Smithsonian Institute has 620 armed special agents. Smithsonian Institute? Does anyone think this is a problem? That all these agencies are arming up as if it's obvious an us versus them? Do you think these people, let's say the Environmental Protection Agency, on 600 guns. There's an EPA guy running around with a firearm in his hip, and he's trying to protect the environment. You see, you're the enemy, and he might shoot you if you get in the way of hurting the environment. By the way, that's not it. Small Business Administration. 
spent 10,000, tens of thousands of dollars to load its gun locker with Glocks last year. Mm. Nothing to see here. Maybe we need a gun buyback program for the federal government. Missing your mojo? Just go to mojo50.com for on-demand podcasts. You want a unique experience? A unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. This is the Lee Brothers Radio Program. Why is this such a good song? <laughs> Can't make the this time. Virginia Citizens Defense League. We check them out, please. VCDL.org. And this time, you, know, you got government agencies arming up. Maybe, maybe you should too. VCDL.org has some phenomenal action alerts that you get. So if you're wondering, is it legal to do this? What's happening in my government? What's uh, happening for my right to protect myself? VCDL.org is where you want to go. And by the way, you don't have to be in Virginia for this. This is a phenomenal tool. If you're living in Wyoming, if you're living in, uh, in uh, Arizona, wherever you're listening to Mojo50.com, Mojo50.com, you need to check out VCDL.org. It's free. You can just sign up there, and you can participate any way you want at any level you'd like. VCDL.org. And I also want to point you to the smoker. No, 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 not smoker like smoke. Well, you can, but I'm not talking about the drinking tool that turns your great glass of bourbon into a smoke-infused taste like you would at any bar, except you do it right at home. Check out 420BourbonBowl, B-O-W-L.com, 420BourbonBowl, B-O-W-L.com. I, I promise you, go there. If, when you go there and you click on it and see this video of this smoker on the glass and how it works, Done. You'll buy it for sure. I think we have 500 in stock right now. Check it out. That's 420BourbonBowl, B-O-W-L.com. You know why I call it Bourbon Bowl, by the way? Because it's made out of recycled bourbon barrels. And what you're actually lighting when you smoke the bourbon is actually part of that barrel, which makes it even better. 420BourbonBowl.com, B-O-W-L.com. 
University of Virginia uh, was founded by Thomas Jefferson. It wouldn't exist without Thomas Jefferson. It is one of the elite schools in the country. It's supposed to be one of the best educations you can get. In fact, when you have UVA on your resume, it's supposed to be spectacular because the very elite kids go there. I often wonder who can get in there. I've seen, I've met some of these kids. I'm like, really? UVA? But Jefferson was so proud of this that he put it on his tombstone. What he didn't put on his tombstone was President of the United States. He thought this was bigger than being President of the United States. That's how important he thought education was to people. Now, that's 2022. Scott Lee, we're much more enlightened than Jefferson was, although he had 6,400 books that he dedicated to the Library of Congress after it burned to the ground. 6,400 books, which he read every single one of them. And we don't read books. By the way, in those days, books were extremely valuable. He donated 6,400. How many do you have in your library? Anyway, um, an editorial uh, paper at UVA titled, To Create Citizen Leaders, UVA Must Do More. Okay, all right, that's fine. Continue reading, please. The, the editorial goes on to say, we reject how the university's physical environment, one that glorifies racist slaveholders and eugenicists with statues and buildings named in their honor, upholding an enduring culture of white supremacy, unquote, says the editorial. Now, I don't know how woke you have to be to walk on the campus at UVA and go, this just glorifies white supremacy. I mean, I can tell you, I've walked that campus, and I don't feel like that's the case at all. And by the way, I'm pretty sure that unless you've been enlightened by the woke culture, most people don't have a problem with this. So their answer? Well, what do you think their answer is? My answer seems quite simple. Get rid of Jefferson's name. Our physical environment, they say, from statues to building names with Jefferson's overwhelming presence, exalts people who held the same beliefs as repugnant white supremacists and attention at the Unite the Right rally. Oh, I see what this is about. The university has a long way to go in creating and learning physical environment would truly enable students to become citizen leaders. Yeah, I'm sure they're poisoned by a statue, which, by the way, I guarantee they never see or looked at, but they've been told to be offended by it. How dare these students who go to UVA on their own who were told they could go there, were allowed in, who went there because of its great tradition, the audacity to insult everything about it. I always, I find this amazing. You go to UVA because you wanted to. No one forced you to go to UVA. You go there and then you end up hating Thomas Jefferson. I mean, why go there? Once you go somewhere that, I don't know, is made by some Marxist puke, you don't have to worry about that. It's just unbelievable. I don't know how these people think. I don't know how California thinks either. They're banning the sale of new gasoline cars. California this week is expected to put in effect its sweeping plan to prohibit the sale of new gasoline-powered cars by 2035. A groundbreaking move that could have major effects on the effort to fight climate change and accelerate a global transition towards electric vehicles. No, sorry, it's not going to do any of that. It won't do a thing for the planet. Of course, they make California a whole lot more expensive with blackouts and all the rest, but, you know, they feel better about it. The ru- now, listen to this. The rule issued by the California Air Resources Board. What? This, is, this wasn't found in the legislature. 
The House and the State Senate of California didn't vote on this and sent it to the governor. The California Air Resources Board will require that 100% of all new vehicles sold in the state by 2035 to be free of fossil fuel emissions. Just a bunch of leftists on a board somewhere? Unelectable bureaucrats? Wow. That's crazy. I bet after that vote, they went home and said, Honey, guess what? I saved the planet today. And I bet she didn't have the nerve to say, You dumb idiot. You think if California didn't have a gas car that you saved the planet? Do these people ever pick their head up outside of their bubble they live in and look at the cesspool countries that are dumping crap in the ocean and poisoning our air? Do they ever do that? I think that's California. The restrictions are important because not only is California the largest auto market in the United States, but more than a dozen other states typically follow California when they set these auto emission standards. Great. I can't wait for that. By the way, Massachusetts and Washington, I understand, are, did the same thing this week. Yeah, exact same thing. Yeah, no gas cars can be made there. This would make a major effect on addressing climate change since emissions from gasoline-powered vehicles are the nation's top source of planet-warming greenhouse gas pollutions. What a bunch of garbage. Now, what's interesting here, John Bozella, he's the president of Alliance for Auto Innovation, which represents automakers, said California's new electric vehicle sale mandate would be extremely challenging to meet. No, no kidding. Here's why. Whether or not these requirements are realistic or achievable is directly linked to external factors like inflation, charging and fuel infrastructure, supply chain, labor, minerals, ability to make batteries and semiconductors. No, don't get in the way of the liberal passion and emotion. Don't throw facts in here. Don't get in the way of a liberal who thinks he can direct an economy. Because of the force of government, they think they can do it. And don't remember, they are religious in this. They know better than you. They're pure heart than you. So don't get in the way of facts and all those other things that can happen. They're irrelevant. What matters is how big your heart is for the climate. High capacity, fully automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo Five O. You want a unique experience, a unique drinking experience infused with a combination of bourbon and smoke? Try the new 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Made in America from recycled bourbon barrels, this unique topper fits nicely atop your glass and promises a smoke-infused taste to your favorite drink. Each smoker is straight from the great white oak tree and allows you to be that unique bartender in your home. Try it today, the original 420 Bourbon Bowl Smoker. Find it and its list of products at 420bourbonbowl.com. 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 And tell them you heard it on Mojo Five O. Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more. And that is a wrap of the radio program. Richard's here to tell you what kind of wrap it is. 
except he's not. Pray for Richard and send him an email at richard at theleebrothers.com. So in honor of the founder of Mojo Five O, Doc Thompson, who was a friend of ours while doing radio here in Richmond, he ended every one of his shows with a very simple statement. What did you learn today? So in honor of Doc Thompson, what did we learn today? <laughs> we learned that I'm apparently pure evil because I don't want Trump to be president. No, we didn't learn that. We knew that. <laughs> we learned that Senator Mark Warner is just a joke because he can do nothing but check down the biscuits for breakfast at a small elementary school. And, and that's his role, isn't it? That's what the founders had in mind when they talked about the, the uh, two senators from each state. Check on breakfast biscuits, Mark Warner. The private market, it just doesn't work. We learned that Richmond Public Schools are the epitome of a failing school, and now we know why. Well, at least they didn't make any changes, because why would they? The superintendent makes $250,000 a year, and if you fire him, it would hurt the kids. The kids. We, we learned that my daughter, Reagan, uh, has a pretty good handle on what's being uh, shown to her in these public indoctrination centers. We learned that the password you have is probably dead wrong. I'm going to go back and look at it. We learned the Richmond's gun buyback program is, well, a bit of a joke, and the Lee brothers have a better one. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. Patriots. But the biggest thing we learned is the student loan forgiveness program is an attack on you. It's an attack on liberty, and it's an attack on you doing the right thing. And it's been going on for a very long time. You save for retirement, too bad. You're under assault. You save for education, too bad. You're under assault. That's from this government and these bureaucrats preposterous isn't it yeah i agree with you hey if you are for changing the hearts and minds for the cause of freedom and liberty join us here again next week mojo50.com mojo50.com my friends we did it we weren't just marking time we made a difference we made the city stronger we made the city freer and we left her in good hands all in all not bad not bad at all and so by god bless you